Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into episode 177 of the Get Around Podcast. My name is Jake Ennep. I will be your host today. Joining me in studio, James Cook. And for the first time in probably the longest that it's been time. since this podcast started. Yeah, you guys really don't like me anymore, do you? Harrison Beebe. You hear him. Seven Everybody at home is like, Brennan Queeley, Brennan Queeley, Brennan Queeley. <laughs> no. no. Darn it! We got we got somebody who actually knows about sports yeah. nowadays. Brendan, on the other hand, ruthless. <laughs> but welcome, welcome, pod father. I should be dem- promoted to pod stepfather. <laughs> Don't you have a board of education meeting to go to? Yeah, yeah. Come on, I Brendan. That. I just remember that rip. That was awesome. Brendan. It's so good to have you back, though. It's yeah, so good to have no, you back. it's great to be here. You shot me the text last night. Can you make it happen? I'm like, I, the spring is the toughest to make it happen because all the ga- you guys know all the games are four in the o'clock. Afternoon, yep. So <laughs> thankfully you were good for an early taping, and yeah. I'm Ready yeah. to roll, ready to talk some I know, about we got, the season we didn't have last year. Right, we got, a, we got a lot to talk about. It's two years worth of stuff with Harrison that we got to go over. You Let's with. crown state <laughs> champions from 2020. Let's do it. Gaylord St. Mary Baseball, <laughs> you Brady got it. Hunter, MVP. You got it. We're going to talk about everything from the last two years. This <laughs> yeah. show is going to be five hours. Five. <laughs> we bring Harrison in, and we, you know what? We're not even gonna go to the games tonight. We're just gonna we're just gonna <laughs> we'll talk about those out. next year. Yeah, we'll talk about those next year. But I mean, plenty to talk about on the episode. We have a, a great interview with twins and soccer stars Taylor and Jordan Noble from Boyne City. Uh, just two of the most explosive soccer players. Oh, they're two of the best soccer that we've players seen. I've ever seen. Exactly, we've yeah. seen in the area in years. I mean, Jordan was our soccer player of the year like two years ago as a sophomore. So we missed out on a whole season from these girls. And Taylor probably would have been player of the year last year. Uh, great interview with them. So make sure you stick around for that. We're gonna get into some. Baseball, softball tournaments, and talk about track regionals there in the pulse. And then after the interview, we're going to get into the chatter that matters. And we're going to preview soccer districts. They start this week. Actually, the Boynton City Ramblers, as you'll hear later, they have their final regular season game today. And districts start in just about 48 hours, probably less than that, when you are listening to this episode. So we're going to preview all of that. Our compatriot, Andrew, is gone this week. He went down to the University of Kansas. i got to get to, to Kansas graduate. to graduate yeah. a year late. He's, I mean, he, he graduated. A birdie last week in golf and graduation this past week. I mean, does it get any sweeter? He got to go back to Kansas. I'm sure he had a good time. I had to get the Kansas reference in for Andrew when he wasn't here because it'd be missing from the show if I not. Guess it has to be. Yeah, it'd be missing from the show if not. But congratulations to our, our buddy Andrew. He took a little bit of time off to go uh, go to his That's commencement. That's cool. A lot of schools, yeah, inviting kids back from the year before. Yeah, um, and it was funny because they actually – what was it? I think he told me they almost canceled his graduation again this year because – uh, it was supposed to be bad weather. And he was like, if I drove all the way to Kansas to get my graduation canceled, I'd be like, oh, my God, that would be so horrible. It would be so horrible. But that's why Andrew was missing. He was so mad last year when they canceled oh, graduation. Oh, he was so mad. I would be, too. I mean, it's yeah. you go through four years of school and pay I all that money. Like, I didn't care about the college one. <laughs> I mean, my commencement. I could have just had my diploma mailed. I went to commencement. My family was there, and I left as, as I literally got off the stage, I gave my diploma. Instead of going back to my seat, I kept walking and just walked out of the Breslin Center. And then we went yeah, off to dinner. Move. Yeah, because we were the first one out of the schools. Oh, like there was ever. Yeah. I, it wasn't even my name. It was just oh, the, right. the yeah, journalism school went yep. before communications and, and advertising and the rest of the com arts. High school would have been your name. Then, yeah. Right? yeah. All was, three of us were lucky in high school to go early, but then we just had to sit, sit there. Sit there the whole time and try to make your friends laugh while they're walking up unless did anybody have a different last name in high school yeah i've actually changed mine i took my wife's last name i was i was zebra before this (laughs) i've changed my last name i want to change my last name for graduation just to be in the middle of the outfit anyways let's get into it and put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world get into the pulse uh we obviously had so much happen this past weekend i almost had my arms fall off i had to type so much on saturday Uh, we had track regionals go all off the charts and northern michigan showed out for the track regionals this year. We had six teams just on Saturday win boys regional championships for boys and girls um, out of a possible 10 regionals that they were in. We, literally. Two more on Friday. Two, two. So eight, eight out of 12 that were possible, the regions that we have teams in, were won by Northern Michigan teams. Uh, Traverse City West boys wins their first ever regional title. Absolutely crushed Central by like almost 50 points. And then the girls' side for Traverse City Central Flip the script for on West. They won the the regional title. Beat up on West a little bit, but they went one two in that regional. We talked a couple of times this year just about how good those teams were. And when I talked to Jason Morrow uh, about his sprinters, he goes, "Yeah, last year was supposed to be our best team ever, but they come back and they they won their first regional." What's that? What's that say about the track program over at West? And then obviously, we I think we expected the Central girls to definitely run away with a with a track regional. No, I would say that they were the the prohibitive favorites. I would think in that. That regional, I mean, but West coming in second, 
you know, putting up a good, a good fight there. Um, interesting because, you know, Central has a pair of twins on their cross-country and distance runners and stuff, and uh, we have the twins coming up from, from Boyne City. But the twins at Traverse City Central are splitting up and going to different schools. Michigan, Michigan State, right? McLean yeah. sisters. No yeah. relation to John McLean from the best Christmas movie ever. Spelled completely differently, so. It is. I asked them, though, when I talked to them last week, I'm like, have you guys seen Die Hard or heard of John McClane from Die Hard? And they said they'd heard of it. They hadn't seen it. Yeah, well, who, who would ever? Go out of their way to yes, watch a movie yes. if somebody has the same pronunciation <laughs> as you. Anyways, back to Any Anywho's, anywho's. But, I mean, West absolutely dominating that, you know, for their first regional. I'm, I mean, we know how good their sprinting program is, but I'm still, I was surprised at how, how good they did in the regional. I remember when the first... Mitka State Polls dropped like a month ago, though. It was like right away. I caught my eye. D1 boys. Central was one and West was two. Or maybe I'm mistaken. West was one. Central was two. I was like, that's, has that ever, I used to run track at Central. I don't, I'm fairly positive we'd never been number one before, much less West right behind us or vice versa, however it was. So, uh, I mean, that just shows right away how much respect the, all the coaches across the state. And I think that's done by numbers and where you rank in all the obviously different events in track. But uh, still, that just showed from very early on that those two were going to be two of the more impressive in the state. So uh, to, to walk away with first and second in a regional, especially for the girls as well, I don't think that comes as a shock to anyone. It's just kind of adding to the hardware that having those gigantic trophy cases already for, for the sport of track and field. Yeah, I mean, they uh... – they definitely have a shot at doing some really big things down at state finals. Traverse City West boys just alone had 18 different people qualify in nine different events for the state finals. Like you're taking your whole team down there basically mm-hmm. uh, when it's for West, and then obviously we have which is a- hard to do in in track states is state finals is very much an individual. That's why they do a Mitka state finals because that's kind of like a team state finals where everybody competes. The individual one is like you only go if you qualify. So it's very hard to be represented as a full team. But a couple of years ago, people might forget, Alpina in the Big North Conference finished third in the Division One individual state finals totals. So we've had recent evidence of a Big North school having success in those state finals. So maybe Central or West, and girls or boys, uh, shows highly on those standings as well this, uh, this coming June. Yeah, so a couple other teams that really showed up, showed out, at the very least, down in Division Four, uh, Glen Lake, boys and girls, Won regional titles. Joburg, boys and girls, each won a regional title. So sweeps out of there. Um, Glen Lake, I got to bring up Finn Hogan. Finn Hogan won the 100, the 200, and the 400 uh, for Glen Lake. Helped, gl- helped Glen Lake once again. They scored in every event, which is really, really good. And uh, they, they, But the thing is, they barely beat Frankfurt um, on the girls' side. And that's because Frankfurt's, like, track team decided to, like, ball out. And Tara Townsend, who we've had on the podcast, in front of the pod, she won all four events. She won four regional ti- four individual regional titles. I know she has pole vault. Yep. What are the she other was, events? Uh, the, the 100, the 200, team. and the 400. Yep. Yeah, she's a sprint. She's a fast sprinter, I mean, too. I know, yeah, you got to be fast to do the pole vault. Yeah, but she, she was a state champion as a freshman in the pole vault. Um, heading back out there now, I believe it, she be, it would be her junior mm-hmm. year. Probably looking to defend that title without having a track season uh, last year. No, I would think. Th- I would think so. Absolutely. I mean, she's. I mean, her younger sister. She was. She was better than her older sister. I mean, and uh, her older sister, when she went into college, her heights from high school were good enough to be in the top ten in that league <laughs> in college already. Yeah, that's wild. Like I think it was the MIAA. Yeah, they're both phenomenal pole vaulters. I mean, Tara Townsend helped Frankfurt to a second-place finish there on the girls' side. Um, obviously, she did qualify in a, a couple of those events uh, for her to go down there as well. Had Caden Warner from Traverse City Central via uh, individual qualifier for the shot put. Tyler McClure broke the record in the 3,200 um, after four years of being the leading runner for Ironman. That's really cool to see at the end of the career, kind of like peaking and making that happen. I mean, he's, he's been at the top of the race and the top of – any conference meet that he's he's been in, yeah. And Jaden Alfred from Mansalone also, I think, qualified for the states in four events in all four events that he was in in the regionals, and uh, you know, get around bump friend of the show. He won. Jaden Alfred can jump. Yeah, right. Now Jaden Alfred came in second place Jumping in the Jayden. in the one hundred, second place in the two hundred, first place in the high jump. Oh no, and the long jump, and the long jump. Long jump. So. We know, we know him being one of the high flyers in the area, doing a high jump and a long jump. You'll see that. Jacob Patinella uh, broke the school record for long jump for Traverse City West. I remember that one. 
Um, he went over 21 feet, which is pretty that's sweet. Pretty, I mean, that's pretty yeah, nuts. that's pretty sweet. And then uh, that's a lot of sand. God, that's that's a, that's a long way to go, ain't it? A couple other people who had personal records. Well, you know, these guys have been fast all year. But Drew Seabase, Luke Van Van Heisen, uh, in that 1600. Drew Seabase ran a 4.22.1, and Luke was right behind him at 4.22.7. Um, but obviously, they both did qualify for states. But uh, man. They just keep getting better and better. I saw them run against West a couple weeks ago, and they broke their record by like three seconds. And they just they just keep on shaving it. Yeah, so take my word for it. When you get in the four minutes in the mile, it gets harder and harder to shave every second. And they're already in the four twenties range. Yeah, I was lucky enough to run four forty nine, but that <laughs> took a lot. That's everything to get out of 449, you. Four forty nine, and they're almost thirty seconds faster. That's everything out of you. I mean, we there's there's. I mean, a host, an extreme host of people who um, have qualified for states and uh, who won regional titles. We can't go through everybody, so make sure you check out this past weekend's edition newspaper. of the Record Eagle. Um, or if you go online to record-eagle.com, there's all of the regional results. We have up to the top three in each event for each regional, so make sure you check that out. Let's talk about a little bit of softball and baseball before we get into our interview with, uh, with the soccer players this past weekend. Um, we had a couple more big tournaments, and I, I have to talk about one game that just kind of blew my mind. And the Kingsley softball tournament and the Kingsley baseball tournament, they are both going on over there. I ran over there, I got to see some stuff, but I didn't see this game. It was the last game of the day, but Kingsley and Gaylord played. And Gaylord beat Kingsley only 1-0. to zero. And just completely shocked me. How many games me. did they play that just day? Just two. Just two. So did they play Escanaba in the first round? Because I heard they were playing Escanaba. No, they played them like the day before. Yeah, they played Escanaba on Friday, I think. Yeah. Uh, How did like, they do it's in like that one, one single game? Because Escanaba was a ranked team. They, they beat them like eleven to two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but struggled with Kingsley. You have Kingsley. Well, well, I we we know I'm that Kingsley. I'm not Kingsley. Kingsley's for that. A HM team too. King, I think. Kingsley's oh no, I'm not. 20, I think twenty eight and. Four or 28 20, and seven. 28 and seven. Yeah, I mean Kingsley's. Oh, I'm not knocking Kingsley no by saying that, but they and, uh, they went through TC West, TC St. Francis, and Escanaba this week. <laughs> yeah, they ran out of gas. From what I could tell, I mean, from what I can tell, Carly Roloff's did an amazing job in the circle, just like Jane Jones did. Jane Jones almost had another perfect game. Uh, gave up, I think, one hit, or maybe it was two hits. Gave up two hits, but took a perfect game through like three innings again. Uh, but. That just what a defensive battle. We James, you saw Gaylord last week for the first time. You got to actually see them on the field and how good they are defensively. I've seen so I've seen Kingsley play now three times. Actually, another really really good defensive team. I didn't think that was going to be the like showdown that it was, but when I got that call, it surprised me. Did that surprise you at all that uh, Kingsley, Kingsley held them to only one run? Surprised that they only got one run. Yes. Surprised that they held Kingsley to zero. Gaylord's defense is maybe the best that I've seen in a high school softball team up here. I mean, they just, they don't really make errors. I, I saw, I think, I think one error in that doubleheader against St. Francis, and that was uh, like a fly ball in the outfield. Grill kind of lost it in the sun a little bit. But they just don't, they don't throw the ball away in the infield. They don't, they throw it to the right base. You know, they, they, they just play very well defensively, and everybody in the infield has a cannon for an arm. And seeing that Gaylord team play West last week, and then I saw them once again. Got to see them a little bit in action when they were playing Kalkaska. They played Kalkaska earlier in the day, and I got to see them in action, and it was just like, man. Um, another game from that, I wanted, the other Kingsley game from that tournament, um, Kingsley only had two hits on the entire day at the invite, but they won their first game 5-4 to because Carly Roloffs hit a grand slam on the one hit of the game. It was like, right? If you're gonna, if you're only gonna have two hits on the day, a grand slam is a good way to go. I mean, Carly Roloffs has just been bombing the ball for Kingsley this year, just absolutely tattooing it. So that doesn't surprise me at all. But grand grand salamis are always fun. To win games, yeah. Especially to win a game, yeah. Put you up, win a game. So they rolled some of that momentum in the Gaylor game for sure. I know. I know you talked about handing out uh, state championships to teams from last year. If you really want to talk about teams from last year, we can talk about Gaylor St. Mary baseball a little bit from this week. And they went over to Glen Lake for that. Randy Weber Invitational, and they ended up beating Hillman like fifteen to three. But Glenn, I mean, Glenn Lake's been pretty good this year on yeah. the baseball side, and they beat they beat Gaylord St. Mary five to four in what was you know a very very tight matchup. I, I guess I want to ask about the Northwest Conference in baseball. So King, Kingsley's lost a couple of games this past week, but um, I mean, who, who's your guys' favorite in the Northwest Conference when it comes to baseball? We know Kingsley's been there. Glenn Lake once again is putting it on some teams that um, historically have been pretty good in the last couple of years. You know, it's it's a very impressive conference. Glen Lakes looked good. Suns Bay's looked good. Benzies looked good. Kingsley's looked good. 
Frankfurt's Frankfurt's doing gotten, pretty I think, well. I think Frankfurt's gotten better as the season's yeah. gone along. Well, they got a new head coach. You know, um, yeah. I, I've been impressed by all the teams. I guess if I had to pick one based on what I have seen so far, I, I would go Kingsley. Uh, based on all those athletes, I guess. It's like the same guys from football and basketball. They're just doing the same stuff, different sport. Uh, it just kind of seems like their time. But it, having said that, we just rattled off all the teams in there, it seems like. and yeah, There's at least four who are who are pretty good. Worthy of it. I yeah. mean, at this point, it's like the tiebreaker is going to be, okay, who's going to make the deepest run in the postseason here? Who's, who's going to try and make a trip to East Lansing? Because that's going to be, I mean, let's face it, that's going to be the one that's talked about for years to come. Definitely, definitely. Before we get into our interview with Jordan and Taylor Noble, I want to remind you this podcast is sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. We're going to go ahead and listen to that interview with two the two twins from Boyne City, Jordan and Taylor Noble. It was an awesome one. Let's go ahead and give a listen to that now. Get Around Podcast is extremely excited to welcome in two of the stellar athletes from Boynton City and twins, Jordan Noble. Hi, it's good to be here. And Taylor Noble. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, we're really excited to have some Ramblers on, especially uh, it's a unique perspective from these girls. And uh, during a soccer season, that is just, they are on a tear. But before we get into talking about all that, we have to get into our Freaky Fast Five, a nod to our sponsors at Jimmy John's. Five rapid fire questions to get to know them a little bit more. We kind of just hit on this, but what's your favorite family recipe? Oh, do ahead. Yes. Okay. It's like a casserole. Yeah. It's like pasta, um, cream of mushroom soup. mushroom soup, and it's super good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds that sounds pretty good. What about you, James? <laughs> uh, okay. What form of public transportation do you do you like best and like the least? Like train, oh. bus, plane, boat. Um, we've only been on the plane once, so yes. I'm gonna say plane for best, and then. Least, I think you get car sick, so yeah, car, cars would be my least, but I also like boats, so yeah. So you, so you get car sick, but not boat sick? Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of strange. Okay. Were you just meant for the water? Maybe. <laughs> Who was your first celebrity crush? Um, Probably from High School Musical, Troy. <laughs> Troy Bolton. Yeah, yeah. Both you guys had the same one? Yeah, that make, that makes sense. I'm sure. I'm sure as sisters, you guys probably <laughs> yeah. were always talking about the same boys. <laughs> most of them. Okay. What is what is the most daring thing you've ever done? Um, I'd say jumping off of Black Rocks, but that's not even that much of a dangerous thing, I guess. <laughs> I tried waterboarding for my first time, which was kind of scary, but it was fun. Okay. Not like the torture waterboarding, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Or it's like knee, knee boarding? I don't know what it's knee called. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, knee boarding is a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is what is your go-to song on karaoke night? Oh. Uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Um, the rip-offs. Yeah, literally any of the Pitch Perfect songs. Yes. So just singing along to musicals, you guys like those ones? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was five, the Freaky Fast Five, a nod to our sponsors at Jimmy John's. Let's go ahead, dive into the rest of this interview with Jordan and Taylor. We have a lot to learn about the Boyne City Ramblers soccer team, and uh, I mean, you guys are you guys are stellar runners as well. Um, but let's just start, let's just start with this this soccer season, ladies. You guys have only had one loss so far this year, and you guys have been beating up on teams. Um, what's what's it been like for you guys this season? And did you expect to be this good this year? Um, coming in, we definitely like had high hopes and expectations, and we also were like super excited to get going because we missed you know last season. So I think we were all really pumped, and I mean we knew we were gonna do pretty well as long as we put the work in. So yeah, we really wanted to go all out this year because we missed another season. So it's really great that we have this opportunity. Was it was it more like fuel to the fire that you guys missed that season? Is it just like yes, is that, is that why you're putting like eleven goals on teams? You're like we just have to keep scoring. <laughs> yeah, we gotta make up for last year. It's it's been going well. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. And I know obviously obviously you guys are two of uh, you know a couple of big scorers for uh, for Boyne City and just have been a big cog for that team. What have you guys have done to help uh, lead this team to where it is? What's the difference this year comparatively to when you know when you guys were like sophomores? We had really great leaders our sophomore year. All the girls who graduated, they were 
really awesome and getting us all pumped up and into the game. Um, this year we've we've tried to do that too because you know they're gone and um, the whole chemistry of our team has been really great. So I think that's yeah definitely working on that really yeah. has been our goal at least. What's better on your your team, your offense or your defense? Because oh. you have what fifteen shutouts this year in seventeen games. Yeah, fifteen in a row, I believe. After the you yeah. Yeah. the first two games yeah. and then fifteen shutouts, mm-hmm. and you guys, but you scored one hundred and thirteen goals in seventeen games too. Yes, fifty-eight of them from know. you two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Our coach always says offense wins games and defense wins champions. So yep. we have to go with defense. Okay, hopefully, I, I mean, yeah. I, who 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 are the in practice? Who are the defenders that you don't want to go against on your team? Oh, probably Allie Herrick would be the main one, and then maybe Ava McGinnity. Ava McGinnity, yeah, definite. They're all pretty good back yeah. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're solid. <laughs> Now, how much, like I said, I know you guys are both, you know, you guys have been good runners and stuff throughout your career as well. How much does the speed factor into uh, your guys' play on the soccer field and uh, exactly how you guys are able to pour so many goals on teams? It definitely plays a huge role because we aren't necessarily built large, so we've been working on our speed and agility since, like, day one. Because it's like a main factor. We move the ball quick and then we get open. Otherwise, we would not be able to score as much. Yeah, our, our passing too. Like we'll try and bring the defenders all the way over to one side and then cross it over. And then usually we've got a speedy girl on the side going up and finishing it off. So I know you guys kind of talked about team chemistry. But uh, being twin sisters, what kind of chemistry is there in playing sports together? Is it like an unspoken bond? What do you guys kind of have uh, together when you play <laughs> I would say there is an unspoken bond sometimes because I just know that she's there and sometimes I'll just pass it and it's like she just appears like I don't know how but it works out. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. We kind of always know where each other is at yeah. on our field even without looking. I don't know. <laughs> you guys have like you guys have like a twin GPS like it just like you can feel it Must like being be. a yeah, Twin definitely dar. something like that. <laughs> Twin dar. Now, I, I know we asked this before, but which, which one of you guys is older, and do you hold that over the, young, the younger sister? I'm Jordan. I'm older, and <laughs> I mean, in most situations, I don't hold it over her. She's actually pretty, like, you know, mature. More a little bit probably more mature than me about some stuff. So I use it to my advantage when yeah. we're getting shots at the doctor's office. I say the oldest goes first. Yeah. Always so. that stuff. I get that. Okay. Okay. So you're you're not a you're not a fan of needles, then I assume Taylor. No. <laughs> no. Does it make you no. feel better when you watch her go through the pain first? You're like, okay, it'll work. Yes. I feel like it would make you feel worse though. But you have no reaction, so it's like it's good. I don't so you're just like, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Set the stage good, you know. She's like, didn't bother her, so I got to look good. <laughs> yeah. she, she took it like a champ. Now I have to take it like a champ. Mm-hmm. So I heard that the the team does a lot of karaoke on the bus. Is that true? Yeah. What do you What do you mostly do, or, or how do you how do you have it set up? Um, Allie, she, Allie Herrick, she's got this huge speaker that she brings. It's got like three microphones connected to it. And we just toss them for along the the whole bus. Yeah, <laughs> everybody in each seat usually has one. It's crazy. The volume is loud, and we are going crazy. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> is that is that like your guys's new pregame routine? Is that like your superstition? You have to sing a certain song or something like that? <laughs> well, after games, usually it's pitch perfect for as long as we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the younger girls get a little annoyed. <laughs> yeah, but. It gets us pumped up, so it's all right. <laughs> Whatever. Who has the who has the best singing voice on the team? Ooh, that's a tough question. Say Allie or Raven. Yeah, Allie or Raven. Now who has Allie? Yeah. I'll say who has the worst. <laughs> I gotta say me or maybe Carrie <laughs> Day. Yeah. Yeah. One of us. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You belt it out anyways, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it easier to sing on the bus or in the shower? I'd say the bus. Us because there's so many other voices half the time you can't hear everybody else that's true yeah. <laughs> what do you have certain songs that you listen to is it is it a certain set that you have before the game and a certain set after the game we, we don't usually Allie just plays whatever we all 
combined, we all put in lists of songs at the very beginning of the season on Spotify. We've got a huge list of them and she just plays through them yeah so nothing really specific Mm -mm. okay so everybody gets to pitch into the playlist yeah yeah speaking of on the pitch we'll go back to the soccer field real quick are you guys two or three sport athletes i yeah i was three sport um but she was out from her um, knee surgery so she did two this yeah Okay. Okay. So, what were what are your goals in your final season? Obviously, it's this is your last your last hurrah as a Rambler, uh, going out in glory. I mean, you guys are probably almost even done with school. So, what what are you guys looking at in the next couple of weeks? Um, definitely staying focused because we want that we want to win state champions. Yeah. We want to win states. That's the big goal, and we're gonna fight hard for that. Um, but yeah, personally, we just and I mean goals too and shoutouts. We actually, I think we're in the starting to get into the record books for goals and shutouts as a team, which yes. is really awesome. So how much do you guys like, actually, I'll say how much do you actually talk about that as a team being like, Hey, we want to make sure that we're, we're piling it. We want to make sure that we're breaking these records. Cause when you get into the playoffs, you know, you just got to be on one. Well, it was kind of a, the shutout thing is like a huge thing for us now because we didn't even know it was really a record, but then our coach mentioned it and now we're like, all right, we want to keep, building because awesome yeah at the beginning of every game we've been just talking about that and what we need to do before the game to get there what it what so what is the record that you guys are shooting for then in that um i think that wasn't it 18 maybe yeah i think the highest is 18 so we're gonna try and go 19 just for fun okay okay you don't want to match it you want to break it yes mm-hmm. for sure well, you've got the game against Midland. This is your last, your final regular season game, correct? Yes, that's correct. And then you start with St. Francis in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Who else is in your, your draw? We have Kingsley, Sheboygan, uh, Sheboygan, Elk Rapids, and I think it's Grayling. Yes, Grayling. Thank you. Yeah. And I, think, I think you kind of you brought up some of your, your league foes there, and that's one thing I want to talk about. The battles that you guys have had with Elk Rapids has kind of been – your, your best ones this year. That first time you guys, what, you got held to one goal and probably, I don't know if you consider that what your quote-unquote worst game of the season, um, but then you come back and you slap them. I think it was 7-1 to one the next time. 7 uh, to nothing. 7 to it was, it was a, Okay, so it was 7 yeah. to nothing. Another shutout. So, I mean, what uh, what did you guys talk about after taking that really early season loss to Elk Rapids, and what did that do to set the tone for your season? Taylor and Jalen Drima actually couldn't play that game, the first one. So, and they found out right before the game. So I definitely think we were all kind of just a little shaken up before the game. But going into the second game, we were all, we were all ready for that game. We were ready to take them down. And yeah, you got, it was like a quarantine thing, right? Yeah, we got quarantined. When it comes to your district, obviously you said that Elk Rapids is in there and you guys have, uh, you've, you've fought with them a couple of times and them being your only loss. How much are you guys looking for, you know, basically like a chance back at them again to kind of show supremacy and be like, hey, it's our conference. Even though you guys are going to split it or whatever, like it's our conference, it's our stuff. We have a chance to beat yeah. you in the playoffs. We, we look forward to that game a lot because it's competitive and it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Once we know some of the girls, we played with some of them on our travel team. So, it's it's going to be, yeah, extra competitive, I guess. Okay, what, what travel team do you guys play for? Uh, Vardar United. How, how cool is it that um, you, you play Elk Rapids in the second round of the playoffs? I mean, we're assuming. I mean, you've played, you yeah. played St. Yeah. Francis <laughs> in the opener, but you've beaten them twice already this season. So, you're going to get a decent amount of time to prepare for them too. And that, that mm-hmm. game's not until next Tuesday and you play St. Francis on Wednesday. So you have almost a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it going to be like just having a week to prepare for that team you've already seen twice? I think it'll be uh, quite a bit of conditioning and then we'll probably go over for some set plays. Just talk about that kind of stuff more. Yeah. And definitely like get in the right headspace and, and just remember that we like why we're all here, why, why we're all together and stuff. What was the the big differences between the first and the second game with Elk Rapids? I've, other than missing a couple of key players, was it a, a mentality, or was it just that it was the early in the season and you you know kind of thrown right into the season, or what was the big difference? I I think it was mentally going in like um, I haven't, and we were all in a couple different positions too at that time still, but mentally definitely um, having them come to the game dressed and ready and then being told they couldn't play was was really hard and 
we were, yeah, we were not ready for that. So mentally we weren't there, but we should have done better. We still should have done better. Mm-hmm. And, and at least you get one home game in the playoffs, right? Your, your first one against yes. St. Francis? Yeah, we're looking forward to that. It'll yeah. be fun. There should mm-hmm. be a lot of people there. And then Elk Rapids hosts the rest of the, the district. Mm-hmm. But yep. with you guys being, you know, such soccer stars, uh, what is in the future for you guys? Have you looked into playing in college, running in college? Uh, where are you guys going? Have you made any decisions on that front? Uh, we have made a decision. We committed to Muskegon Community College. Um, we're going there to play soccer. Yeah. So. It'll so be fun. You guys are gonna stick together and uh, keep keep the yes we are keep the chemistry <laughs> alive. I guess that's kind of a that's kind of a fun situation because we ask kids all the time. You know, it goes through college searches and everything like that. But when you two were looking together to be on a team, did that make it more difficult? How what was the decision like? How did you guys have that conversation of like, is this right for us or whatever? Like, it's not just one person; it's two people who are like, we're yeah. doing this together. Can you kind of explain that process? Or finding a school that has two spots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually both actually interested in a lot of the same colleges, which made it a whole lot easier. Plus, we didn't want to leave each other. Like yeah. we, we definitely knew we wanted to go together. So. so we always brought it up to the coaches, and usually the coaches would actually ask us because they knew we were twins already. So they already had an idea. It made it a lot easier. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Especially, uh, especially if you're able to bounce a lot of the things off somebody else. Like, hey, did you like this? I didn't like this or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that kind of made it even a little may, – maybe more difficult because you have to help it with some, or you have to do it with somebody else. But it probably makes it more of a sure thing for you guys because you're actually able to kind of work through that now. Yeah, and we'll be able to work through it even in college. So it's kind of it, – it's really nice. <laughs> so, so have you guys always kind of been attached at the hip and been like best friends and doing everything like that? Is that kind of the relationship you guys have? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We sleep in the same room even. Yeah. Like we do everything together. We share everything. <laughs> do you guys got like bunk beds? I had lost next to each other. Okay. 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 So I mean, it basically is gonna. I, it, it probably already feels like you're in college. Then you got like your own dorm room and everything yeah, like kind that. Of kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So it really isn't gonna be that much of a change. You're just gonna be on a new team and and doing you know bigger things in college, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You be able to room together in college too. Uh, we're actually staying at our grandparents' yeah. house down there. Okay. Okay. Yes, but we'll be sharing a room there too. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you ever get sick of each other? There's definitely times that she annoys me, and I'm sure I annoy her. But um, definitely don't want to be too far apart ever. We we have enough space where we can just leave the room for a little bit, and then we'll come back once we cool down. And it's usually all right. <laughs> So outside of sports, what's your guys' favorite thing to do together? We like swimming. Yeah, we like to swim a lot. Yeah. Anything really like like play tennis and yes. um, pick a ball and all those outdoor little Yeah. A lot of activities. outdoor activities. Okay. What do you do uh, before the games if you're if you're nervous, stuff like that? What kind of superstitions or rituals do you have to get rid of the <laughs> pregame jitters? Um usually we have like a soccer handshake and um, we'll usually go around with the entire team. If anyone's feeling nervous, that's usually just what we do. So I don't know. For some reason, it helps me relax. You, you, but she tends to listen to music too in, in our yeah. car and she'll just sit in there having a player um, before the game. And I usually, I wear like an Under Armour or like Under Armour anything. And then I'll take it off while we're warming up and just say, it feels good. And my team, my team loves yeah, that. Yeah, because that's like my my thing that I do every time, so. They, that's how they know that you're on. Yeah, yeah. that's how they know. Yeah. Now, do you guys have, now, what do they call you on the team? Is it just Jordan and Taylor? Do you guys have nicknames? I mean, do you guys go by, like, nobility? Are you guys queens? I don't know. What, what's the nicknames on the team for you guys? <laughs> I think some of, them, some of them say, like, twin power activate or, like, noble power, but I usually go by T. Yeah. And um, they started to call me shoddy or yorty. <laughs> so okay I, I mean yeah just a couple of different nicknames i don't know have you guys ever thought of pulling like like the parent trap thing where you act like you're each other for other people definitely definitely i wish we could do that I, I did, yeah we just don't look exactly alike if we were yeah. identical we would definitely try it for sure <laughs> it's one of those things like oh man See, I guess, I guess if you guys are both on the same team and the same school and everything, you could never, like, swap because you'd both have to be there all the time. One of you yeah. guys couldn't, like, yeah. step in for the other. <laughs> yeah. Now, Coach Fantosi lives in 
Sutton's Bay, right? Yes. <laughs> and drive to Boyd yeah. City every day for practice. Yeah. Yep. yep. That, it's a long drive. Yeah, that seems that's some dedication. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> we like we yeah. like having him, and yeah, he likes to coach us, so it's really nice. Yeah, that is. Just... It has to help when you're winning as much as you guys do too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs> I think I would definitely. It's a decent definitely decent incentive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were like one in fifteen instead yeah, of fifteen like, oh, and man. one, then man. that commute might not be quite as fun. But... Yeah, that'd be a bad drive every day. Is, it, is that why you yeah. guys are winning? Is that just to make sure that, you know, Coach sticks around and sh- actually shows yeah. up at practice every day? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. We, will, we, won't, tell, we won't tell Coach that. He'll, he'll find out eventually. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All righty then. Jordan and Taylor, thank you guys so much for joining us here at the Get Around. It was great talking to you guys and getting to know you a little bit. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast with us. Good luck tonight at Midland, and good luck in the district uh, playoffs. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> Another huge thank you to Jordan and Taylor for joining us here at the Get Around. I I don't is that our first set of twins that we've had on the show in 177 no, episodes. You had to have had another. We've had we've had twins. we've had brothers. We've had we had the Ball brothers on here, but they're not twins. Maybe non-identical twins. Yeah, they're, they're not identical twins, but still, uh, I don't think we've ever had twins on the show before. I can't believe how many episodes we've actually it's done. It's definitely of this the episode. first set of twins in a long, long time, if ever. At the very yeah, at the very least. If and they're ever. two great girls. They really I've are. I've gotten to get to know them a little bit in the last few years here. I interviewed them last year during the pandemic shutdown and a couple weeks ago when they won big over Elk Rapids. Yeah, those those girls are great. Playing. I cannot wait to see, as we're going to dive into right now, see what Boyne City does in this postseason as well as some of these other teams. Yes, Harrison, thank you so much for the, the beautiful segue into our chatter that matters. We are going to preview soccer districts. Soccer districts start on Wednesday. And as you just heard from... The girls at Boyne City, there's some pretty good matchups in districts. Boyne City themselves are going to end up meeting off with Elk Rapids. We'll talk about that here in a minute. We're going to start into uh, Division One, work our way down to Division Four, and I'm going to ask these guys uh, who we think are the favorites here in these districts. So we'll start off with the Division One uh, district that has Traverse City Central and Traverse City West in it. Traverse City Central does have that play-in game against Sa- uh, Saginaw Heritage on Wednesday, and Traverse City West will be playing Midland in that district semifinal. Uh, Midland Dow is waiting for the winner of that Trevor C. Central and Saginaw Heritage matchup. Uh, we know that Central beat West this year. Uh, obviously, they, they have what it takes to win a couple of games, one off, and, and do it, uh, but they have to get that play-in game, and then they could possibly see West again in a district final. Um, who's our favorite here, especially at least out of our schools? Oh, it's got to be West. You thought that a couple of weeks ago, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Central in that game, you know, their, their defense stepped up, their goalie, uh, Annalise Ferguson, stepped up in a big way. Um, TC West just kind of didn't seem to be the same team that day. Uh, so they have to avoid that happening again, obviously. Yeah, everybody has those days. I feel like a playoff game. We were just talking off air about how the NBA playoffs, the switch has been turned up for these guys. Like, yeah, I feel like come the soccer postseason, again, this isn't – every time I come on here and I pick another team, I always think the other team's taking us a slate. This isn't a knock on TC Central. I was talking to James about how impressed I was that they pulled off that victory. But I feel like the better team will kind of get in that mode in the sudden death environment of it. And from what I saw in the first game, that was definitely TC West. Having said that, there was Central winning the second game. So really what we want is to see a rematch. That's what yes. we all want. in a district final. Um, Everybody wants that. But I think West is going to have that – you know, the upper chip, hand. The chip is heavy on that shoulder after splitting that series when they probably thought that was never going to happen. That thing's got ruffles. It's got ridges. Oh, man. That chip has ridges. Lays, Wes, is, Wes is probably really rooting for Central to, to win some games in this district, though, and put together a couple wins. Because if Central can, can beat Heritage and then can somehow beat Midland Dow, they would host the final. So it would be here. That would be nice. Yeah, you would definitely want to. So Central against West he, again here. Yeah, nobody wants to go to White Pine Middle School. Wherever that may be. Oh, <laughs> Somewhere in Saginaw. Saginaw. <laughs> so they wouldn't host probably. Unless Heritage makes a run, which Justin Thorrington, isn't that his school? Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Fighting Thorrington. From Kalkaska to Saginaw Heritage. Totally keep that. Let's go on down to Division Two. Uh, we have a loaded district with Gaylord, Cadillac, uh, and Petoskey. 
They have Mount Pleasant. They're all kind of scattered, right? Right, yeah. They, they don't play each other in the first round. So Cadillac plays Bay City Central in the first round on Wednesday. Gaylord plays Bay City Western. And then Alpina plays Petoskey on Wednesday. Uh, Petoskey and Gaylord would meet in the second round. Cadillac would be, if they win, are waiting for Bay City, John Glenn, or Mount Pleasant. Oh, we got three big north teams here. Who do we think uh, has the best chance to win a district here? I saw Cadillac play at the beginning of the year. Uh, they looked really strong. They beat Elk Rapids in a game I was in attendance for, and then the week after uh, they, they dropped one on the road to TC West, but I still feel like Cadillac's got the scores. They had one girl at the, the Elk Rapids game I was at. She put four goals on the board, so I think they have the potential to win this district, but yeah, I've heard good things about Gaylord's soccer team this year as well. Haven't seen him in person yet, but uh, and we don't know obviously much about the, the Bay City and Mount Pleasant teams, but I, I would think Cadillac is the local team that has the best shot. But maybe this one, especially with them all being spaced out, maybe this one will kind of give us a, a surprise result that a lot of people aren't expecting. Yeah, I think that's what's cool about it is that everybody has first-round games against somebody different. It's not just poof gone. Yeah, because this is the new format for the seeding, right? Like basketball, where the top yep. two records are spaced out. I believe so. So it kind of because normally you would think that the northern teams and the southern teams would play each other, and they'd just rumble. Yeah, I think you could see an all Big North semifinal of Gaylord against Petoskey in the in the lower half of that district, and then you could see an all Big North final, the winner of that, against Cadillac. That's exciting. I think you could see all three big North teams win in that first round. Have at least a game. I don't know if we have any state finalists in these first two divisions. It's always the tough ones, too. Say that, but it definitely got some talented teams that are capable of making runs and bringing home district titles for sure. Now, we're talking about talented teams who are capable of making a run. We did just get done interviewing the two girls from Boynton City, and let's go ahead and talk about their district that we kind of – previewed with them in the in in the interview but we can do a little bit more now Boyne City is going to have to play Traverse City St. Francis on Wednesday as their like first round play-in game and awaiting them in the next round is Elk Rapids we've already seen what those two teams have done against each other in conference play this year each taking a game kind of heard why Elk Rapids might have been able to beat Boyne City earlier in the season or at least according to the Nobles um, but that that's going to be probably our most exciting most look forward to district semifinal matchup maybe ever. Um, and then the other side, Kingsley and Bensley play in the first round and awaiting them is Sheboygan. So, I, I mean, this has to be our most interesting district. We have, you know, five local teams and probably our two best teams. Who do we think makes it out of this district alive? Uh, I'm not blinking an eye. Boyne City is a notch above Elk Rapids, and I saw it in their game at Elk Rapids when they were fully healthy. The, when they lost to Elk Rapids early in the year, one of the Noble sisters was out, and I think a few other players. And another starter. In the rematch, they just beat them down from putting Bell because it's a boxing match. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know Coach Krakow is going to have the Elks ready to go. It's They're a team that's just not going to let that happen again, but I don't see how you beat this Boyne City team, especially that early in the postseason. And Sheboygan, they're in the lead of their conference, which kind of features a lot of the schools that are bordering your readership area and right around like McBain, NMCs, Ross Commons, Ross Commons you know, those, a, yeah. a couple other pretty decent soccer programs um, that just kind of aren't really around the Traverse City area. Sheboygan's kind of the king or queens of that conference at the moment. So I'm penciling in that as the final, and I believe it would be a Friday final at Elk Rapids unless they shift that to be one of the host sites based on how close they are. But... Um, but uh, even then, I don't think anybody has what it takes to beat Boyd City. They made the semifinals two years ago. I don't see anybody beating them at the earliest until the semifinals this year. No, so. James, I mean, you had the bold prediction that you thought this was Elk Rapids' year at the beginning of this soccer season. You've said it on this podcast a couple of times that you thought this would be the, the year that they get over that regional hump. They get a pretty hard draw in that second round. Are you still, are you still high on Elk Rapids? I mean, I still like Elk Rapids. I don't. I don't know that they're going to beat Boyne City. I mean, that was before Boyne City beat them seven to nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was when they were coming off that game where they played Charlevoix, who was supposed to be another one of the the contenders in the small school divisions up here, and they just completely outplayed Charlevoix in that game. Here's the funny thing: the Lake Michigan Conference is a pretty good conference. Boyne City is just probably you could probably award a champion of the Lake Michigan to any of the other teams, and normally that'd be a pretty good team. But Boyne City is just like three notches ahead of the rest of the conference when they're healthy, and that's the team that's taken on the field in the postseason. I mean, James, you brought up some pretty wild stats, and I mean they were talking about it themselves. They're looking to ba- they're looking to break the state record for shutouts, and I think they said they need four more 
or five more, which would be enough to get them through the playoffs. I think it would be four. They're at 15 they, right now. So they said they want to get to 19. So, yeah, they need four more. Is the record. Yeah, yeah, so they want four and more. That has nothing to do with scoring, which seems like they're MO. Exactly, and that's what we asked them. Hey, who's, what's better, your offense or your defense? And they, I think they all said they both said defense, right? Yeah, they both said defense. So I, I know for a fact that regardless of the outcome, I pick – that the winner of that district to be Elk Rapids or Boynton City. I, I personally think, especially after talking to the girls and just seeing exactly, man, their, their speed on the, on the field is in, incredible. So I think, I think I'll go with Boynton City as well. A couple other districts here in Division Three uh, just have one team in there. Manistee is going to see Big Rapids in the first round. Manistee has only won a couple of games this year. Um, but, you know, they, they got a Big Rapids team that's – has over has 11 wins on the season, um, has been a pretty good team. So that's going to be a tough draw for them. And then same thing with one more district or one more team in just a district by themselves. Grayling has an opening round game against Ascoda. Ascoda only has one win on the year, so I think Grayling has a good shot of making it out of that first round. There's a chance they'll play either Gladwin or Claire in that next next round. So um, they're they're the only one there. Let's move on to Division Four. We got a couple of districts here that we got to talk about. Uh, one is hosted by Buckley. Um, has Buckley playing Mason County Central? In the first round, and then Hart and Brethren are facing off in the first round. Awaiting Harder Brethren is Northern, McBain, Northern Michigan Christian. And awaiting the winner of that Buckley and Mason County Central game is Big Rapids Crossroads. Do we think either of our local or all, any of our local teams uh, will be able to make it this time around? McBain NMC has been good in soccer and historically has a good program. They've only lost one game this year. Do they make it farther than districts here? Well, that one game was to the Sheboygan team that we were talking about earlier, I believe, since I know Sheboygan's leading that league. So... Um, yeah, I, I saw them play North Bay a couple weeks ago. A little slow start, but they, they got a couple goals in there before tying with, with North Bay. Uh, I think McBain and NMC on the right day, that's probably the team to beat in that in that district. But uh, we'll see. You got some scrappy potential opponents in there, and that's you know maybe that's not the, the, the marquee district you're looking at as far as top-level teams, but that could be one that produces a lot of close games. Is McBain and NMC a write-in for you, James? Yeah. They're the only team with a record above 500. Okay. <laughs> in that entire district. Everybody else has one, two, no wins. So yeah. that'll be exciting. I know. Uh, I, I think that they can get passed into a regional round, possibly even deeper than that. Um, over the last several years, they've had good shots at it, both on the boys' and the girls' side. Another district that we got to get into is the one hosted by Harbor Springs. Glen Lake and North Bay will face off in the first round. We've seen kind of an up-and-down season from Glen Lake. I've seen them beat teams I didn't think they were going to, and I've seen them get beat by teams I didn't think were going to beat them. But yeah, they get the first. They, they lost to somebody a week ago, and I was kind of surprised to hear that. Yeah, I can't remember. It was like a close finish. It was one of those. One of, I I was just surprised. Yeah. They, Having said that, I'm picking Glen Lake. They, 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 <laughs> they, they play North Bay in the first round. I mean, then awaiting them is Leland. Uh, we know Leland it's a is a good little rematch there. Yeah, has has had a pretty good season as well. And then Charlevoix and Harbor Springs are on the other side of that bracket. Like we said, Charlevoix is one of those teams that we were looking Did at. They lose to Charlevoix. They recently played Charlevoix. I think the, they might have lost to Charlevoix. Charlevoix was another one of those teams that we were thinking about could possibly win the Lake Michigan Conference at the beginning of the year. Obviously, with Boyne City, Elk Rapids doing that, that wasn't going to be the case. They're at 10-5 on the season. They actually have the best record in that district, but four local teams, especially after that first-round game. Who do we think is the favorite here? Do you think that uh, Do you think that Glen Lake can conjure some postseason magic here? Yeah, they're, they're going to need to turn things around. I mean, they've, yeah, they've lost, lost three of their here. last five, and... One of those was a two-to-one loss to Charlevoix. Uh, in between in those games, they've they've beaten Buckley and Leland, and then they've gotten just shellacked by Elk Rapids and Boyne City, seven yeah. to nothing and eight to nothing. Obviously, two teams they won't see again, and, but they yeah. will see Charlevoix. Teams in different divisions, and yeah. and th- well, at the very least, that's that's a couple good teams to play right before the playoffs. No, the ones that we're talking about is probably our best two teams in Northern Michigan. That's a g- lose lose or not, that's get some good uh, warm up there. From that, though, combined fifteen nothing losses. You, you, you at least take take the grain of salt and say we don't want that to happen again, right? But uh, who who are we looking at? Like you said, Glen Lake beat Leland last week. If they meet them in that second round as a rematch of just a week ago, Charlevoix just beat Glen Lake a week ago, two to one. Uh, this could be a very interesting district. Who do you guys got? I think you're gonna in, unless Leland is playing at the top of the game. I think you're gonna get a, a Glen Lake Charlevoix rematch, which if it was just two to one, should be another good one. Um, so at that point, who shows up on that day? I guess by recent memory, you would take Charlevoix, but I've seen both teams I've seen in person. I was a little more impressed by Glen Lake with a better opponent they were playing in, in the two games I saw. So I guess I'll lean Glen Lake, but as as we've seen, Charlevoix could, could get that win and make it two for two. Yeah, I can't really argue there. I mean, uh, you know, we've, we've seen what the, the scores are. 
And and, and Charlevoix's got a, a pretty solid defense. And when they, if they can get their offense going and and keep possession of the ball a little bit more, um, they can be a dangerous team with that with that defense. I don't that you know I, I we do once again we do have some good teams in here, but I think we only have a couple um, out of the four divisions that have a, a legitimate shot of making. Like you said, maybe a semifinal run, uh, a little bit further, get it past regionals at the very least. But, um, uh, the, I, I mean, we had the girls on, and I, I'll say it at least. I, I'm putting Boyne City as our favorite for a state title, like you said. I don't think I'm going on a limb here saying they're, they're almost a, barring injury or something, a quarantine or whatever. They're like almost a lock for a Final Four. Uh, yeah, but that good. Yeah, so, and I mean, that's a, two years ago when these seniors that we just talked to who are just absolutely tearing up the pitch – were sophomores, they they made a run like this. So you only assume that the experience, yeah, the experience <laughs> that they had, and like 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 the noble sisters said, um, they had to put 113 goals in seven games because they're making up for an entire lost year worth of scoring. <laughs> so watch out, everybody That's in the playoffs. Very nice of them. Right, watch out, everybody in the playoffs. The Ramblers are uh, ready to rock and roll. That segment sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's freak yeah. That's going to put us into our Hall of Fame, gentlemen. We put one more person into the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. I know we all got some pretty cool nominations this week. We had a lot of awesome performances, a lot of big days last week. I'm going to put my guy up first. And, and the uh, weather's starting to get good. Oh, my Jeez, gosh, it is starting to get nice. It was, it, it was, well, when it came, when it came to the track regionals, um, it was too hot. It was too humid for them. Everybody, everybody I talked to said, "Oh my God, was it a tough day?" Um, but nonetheless, Preston Dion from Traverse City West helped lead them to that first regional title. He scored in all four events that he ran in. He anchored one of the relays that they scored in. But he broke bo- two personal records in the hurdles. He won the 110 meter hurdles and the 300 hurdles for Traverse City West. Bro- broke personal records in both of those races, and then helped them score in the other events that he went on. One of the many reasons why Traverse City West was able to win their first ever boys regional title. That's a good one. Is I'm going to go a, to lacrosse, unless, James, you looked r- about ready to talk, so I thought it was good. <laughs> All right. I will take up the start of lacrosse with the regional openers. Last week, we had a doubleheader back-to-back nights. Not the same night. St. Francis, Kobe Kalarvik, not to be confused with his brother, Chris Kalarvik, which I'm pretty sure is how I accidentally set him in the highlights <laughs> on Friday. Sorry, Kobe. Uh, seven goals in a great opening win over Holland Christian. It was, like, what, 18-1? to 1? Twenty to two. That's twenty to two. Yeah, they they, they 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 mercyed them. Those, some of those cross games is so ugly. It's like I can't remember that. Score I didn't. Be, I didn't even know it was eighteen for a mercy. I thought the I, yeah, because it was like a minute to go. There was like a ninety seconds it. left, and the game was just over. I was like, what, over. what happened here? I was like, why not just finish the game at that point, right? So at, yeah, uh, that was pretty impressive. And he uh, seven, seven of the twenty, you know, thirty year output. It's pretty, and they had a lot of guys and assisted on two goals. and assisted on two. I mean, I think he had like uh, five first half goals. Sounds about right. Yeah, I was there like, for the first half, so I take yeah, your word. I think, I think he had five first-half goals. But, yeah, no, I mean, both both those teams, TC United and uh, Traverse City St. Francis, um, hosting their first home playoff game and winning those playoff games. So that's always exciting. Um, James, who's your nomination? Uh, we're going to go with Charlevoix senior golfer Jake Boudoin. He shot a school record 64 in the Lake Michigan Conference Tournament at Boyne Highlands. My gosh. Yeah. Boyne Highlands aren't easy courses 64? <laughs> Shot a 64. Which course was it on? Yeah, it was at Boyne Highlands, it. and I think it was on the Moor. Oh, my God. Have you played that one? I've not, not the Moor. I've, I've played the the Heather and the Arthur Hills course there I've played, but I haven't played that one. Either yeah. way, those courses aren't, e- aren't, yeah, aren't easier at all. Yeah, and, and Elk Rapids' Josh Lavely shot a 67 in that same tournament, Man. the same day. So, that's better than I'll ever shoot. Congrats, boys. <laughs> Let's put it up for a vote, guys. Uh, we got somebody with I a few different... Uh, PGA Championship thing. Shooting 64. <laughs> That's what I mean, dude. Uh, he'd be, uh, that'll segue into our next segment really good when we start talking about lefty. But anyways, uh, we got to put up for a vote, gentlemen. Who do we think is going to go in this week? I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't think anything, but uh, the golfer that I am, that kid shot a 64. Jake Bedoin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Bedoin. I'm going to vote for Bedoin. This is tough for me because I played both your, I ran track, so I can relate to those stats. I golf now, so I can relate to that stat. I've never played lacrosse, but I was at that game, <laughs> and it was my nominee. So I'm in a rock-hard place and some other metaphorical difficult object to get around. Uh, I am going to have to go with the God, 64 is so good. Right. Oh, <laughs> I wish. Bedone, yeah. 
I'm going to go with it. Yeah. I'll make it unanimous. Uh, we're unanimous. So, yeah, yeah school, have, school record. Yeah, King, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, are we sure it's not a course record? It's probably, record. it's probably a stroke or two off the course record. So congratulations to Charlotte Voice, Jake Bedoin, for shooting a 64, a school record, and just completely blowing all of our minds. So you're the, you're the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. You can take your VIP black card and head to the back. We got one more Bring segment here. caddy, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your your caddy. You get a plus one every time you come to the club because the caddy needs to give us some golf tips. That segues us into our final segment of the day, our trifecta, which you know was inspired by golf. We saw Phil Mickelson, aptly named Lefty, win the PGA Championship, the first person to ever win a major over the age of fifty. Uh, I mean, it, it, it nothing short of amazing. Once again, it was funny because I think it was Friday he was leading, and I was like. Well, you know what sucks for Phil is there's still two more days of golf for him to yeah, blow this. Brooks Kepka was right behind him. Oh, of course he was. In 18 and 19. Of course he so was. So it's like, it was who, so who funny. Who are you going to pick in that scenario? But the, the the question here is, since since we're talking about old age and um, big achievements and all that type of stuff, we're going to put it in and say, why are you guys looking at me? <laughs> well, you're going to be closest here, so I really I'm really interested in your answer. <laughs> What is like the one thing that you strive for at this point to still be able to be really good at when you're over fifty? Or something that you, you you're hoping to do that yeah. will feel like a real accomplishment that you know a lot of other people at fifty just oh yeah over fifty would like, not even bother penciling in to try, much less accomplish. I'm not I'm not gonna be out so here for me. Like, I'll start. It's not that anything that glamorous, but like I still run these days. But I, I notice the aches and the pains and the and the stress on the muscles a lot more than I used to when I ran in high school. And I'm just like, well, this is an important part of my physical health. I don't go to the gym. I like just getting cardio and getting exercise, and it's good for me in other sports like golf. Mm -hmm. And if I do, like, pick up basketball on a rare occasion or whatever, like, it helps me feel in shape for all that. I hope I'm able to run regularly when I'm past. This isn't a glamorous answer by any means, but it's just I thought about that today when I was running. I'm like, am I going to be able to do this 10 to 15 years down the road and not, like, like I think the only I, I think the only way is to keep you, doing it. You don't run. Does it? So. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I don't think no, I've ever don't. seen. Does that cardio you help? Because you don't want to. No, I don't run. Does I, that cardio help you in beer pong? It must, right? <laughs> is it, did that heart rate keep it yeah, elevated? Right? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen James scoot faster than a walk. Not even like a move faster. Walk. Not even a brisk walk. Have you ever? Yeah. Do, you, do you run for anything? I've I've had to run like uh, at, at a football game or whatever to try to get ahead of the play. <laughs> Get down to the end zone, I guess get a better angle for photos you. and stuff. Maybe, maybe when I was up in there for like the, the Patriot game or something, you're running around on the field. Yeah. That's uh, like other, I have seen you. other than that, you know, no. <laughs> I mean, the last year, there's, you know, there's no buffets or anything, so I'm not running to the buffet. But that's coming back. I hope, I hope though, that when I'm in, the, like in my 50s that I can still like be the old dude in the mosh pit. Okay. okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah, see, I'd be the same thing. I'd want to make sure that I'm still like – I'm still going crazy at live music, but I'll go different than everybody else. And it's something I picked up recently since I've been in northern Michigan, and I really don't know if it's going to be possible at 50, but I was just in Colorado with a friend's mom who was out there skiing. But I would like to actually still be able to, like, ski and snowboard when I'm past 50. I don't, like, that's just, like, a leisure activity that is something that, you know, it comes around and it's not all the time. So maybe it won't be, like, the worst thing to beat me up, but, I mean... No, it's really, yeah, it's fall, really easy. The falls at that age. I was going to say. Like, hit you a little more. But hopefully, hopefully at that age, I'll be well good enough that I'm not falling anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just like eating crap like I do all the time now because I ain't no That's good. Um, hopefully by then I have 20 years of experience and I don't fall and break my rib like I did back in February. At least Mickelson gave me some hope that I can maybe get better. At golf, yes. Yeah, at, at golf. I mean, I'm 48 now. Well, that's what I'm looking forward and, to with golf, that's what I tell everybody. Like, I love playing it now, and realistically, I should only get better. Yeah. Until I have trouble walking, and that hopefully just, is way past fifty. Just a piece, just a, like a little side thing. Did you guys see Elmbrook Speed Golf? I heard mm-hmm. they're doing it. Yeah, what? You, you run with the bag. You literally, and... you, they literally say you're supposed to take thirty minutes for nine holes. Yeah. No, it's for dads who have children and jobs who are yeah. too busy to get around a golf in. Yeah. Just get, or just like people who want to be fit. And like you get points based on how much time, how many strokes, how many strokes, and how many minutes you played. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. They add your minutes to your stroke total at the end of nine, and that's your score. I mean, if you're publishing an article about it, the state championship of speed golf in a year, well, no, it worked. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that that'll ever. We catch covered on. it. The sta- our station. Covered here, here's, it last here's, week. here's, here's one quick question, and then we're getting out of here. That's a sport for young kids. <laughs> I was about to say. I thought I was like, what if I'm 50 and Ask I want to do speed golf? What's no. your thoughts on speed golf? I, 
What a foreign concept. Let's just sprint up and down this golf course. With the bag. Yes. So do you want to carry less clubs? They have. No, the... it was funny. They, the, the press release they sent out. You can only have seven. You can only carry seven like, clubs. They have carry less to make it less weight. They have a they have a speed golf bag that they recommend everybody buys. It's literally just like a tube with two dividers that you just stick like four clubs in and you just run with. So this what happens thing. if you lose the ball? You don't. No, but like we as soon as you hit it, as soon as where you go into as soon as you hit it, you just you, you run after it. So you, you just, just never drop. You know, you just never leave it. You just keep. You, you never take your eyes off that ball. You're always running. No, dude. but if you lose it in the woods, what do you do? I don't know, man. Do you stop the clock. You can. I mean, you could just take a drop and take your penalty, and then so you, you do that right away. We we look for like a minute or two for our yeah. lost balls. Hopefully yeah, I would think in that case you would just take the one penalty drop. Yeah, or one stroke drop. Because every minute's an extra stroke on your game. So James found somebody to get fed this week. We always get you entered in to win free two Jimmy John subs. When you like, retweet, share, comment, interact with our podcast at all on Facebook or Twitter or SoundCloud. James, who is our winner this week? It is Robert Simons of Traverse City. I'm going to assume it's probably Leah Simons' dad. Or some part of the family. So congratulations. Take a look out in your inbox. Uh, we'll be hitting you up and sending out those coupons your way. So that's going to do it for episode 177 of TGA, the Get Around Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week for 178.